This has been Sion Griper, 718-339-6020. The studio, as far as texting goes, 347-927-8398. To text comments, text donations, which station does so much for everyone. It's definitely worth trying to get some big people to donate to get big schar. Live from the radio, <clears throat> on the phone, 712-432-4217, and www.jradio.com. So we're coming at the Hanukkah now, <clears throat> and it's, it's a spectacular time of the year. Spectacular time of the year, just to get into the mode of what it is, I read Miller line, or Miller said, concerning a tape, 623 on Hanukkah, said, suck in the honey of Judaism. In other words, it's so rich to be Jewish, so rich. Like I say, not just bagels and cream cheese. And the person who gets into the richness of life, especially today, we have to get into the richness of the Torah life, be able to deal with the obstacles, the constant stimuli. Again, in the old days, if one person lived in a place, hear the news once in a while, but everything was very contained. And at least the stimuli didn't come from all over the world every second. Today, every... We hear something in Eretz Israel. We hear something in this part of the world, this part of the world. And every day we're being bombarded with the newest technology. <clears throat> and every day it's constant stimuli. Cell phones, 20, 30, 40 times a day. If your emotions go up and down. Did I get the call? Didn't get the call. Making the call. Didn't go through. And same with the internet and same with texting. So texting and generally don't enjoy it too much. It's just an easy way not to talk to the person. And the other person knows too, many times. So there's a lot of emotions being, going up and down, up and down. The eights are hard working very hard to make a person sad. With all the different benefits we have. That makes it sad through, of course, lack of sleep. And also not eating right. The exercises foreign to many people so those foundations plus our lack of sometimes the outlook the proper Torah outlook <clears throat> is crucial and is damaging I mentioned I listened to one of the Rub's first tapes concerning enjoying this world and to wake up in the morning and take a deep breath and your day is made we're so far from it all day. And to appreciate you have a place to, to live. Appreciate we have safe streets. Appreciate we have shuls and synagogues and yeshivas and beishakos. There's so much we have to focus, focus, and think and think to fill our minds with the positive, creative ideas. And to also try to treat our body better. Again, sleep, eat, Talking to myself too. <clears throat> I more to myself. Because our body drags even though things are good. 
And there was a lot of Agwas Nefesh. Of course, each day you're dealing with friends and parents and family and children and Rebbe's and Tambidim and on and on. And with our low tolerance level of things, it doesn't make it any better. So we need the Hanukkah spirit. And we'll speak about it a little later too. But the Rav said, or Miller said, that the whole idea of the lights... Why were the lights so big? We fought a five-year war against the most powerful nation in the world, and then another 20 to that. Because the Yidim were giving up hope. Maybe Hashem's not with us anymore. So as soon as the lights went on and on and on, they said, the Shekhin is with us again. Hashem is really with us. They never left us, never left us. <clears throat> and that was the power that drove them. Shekhin didn't leave us. What Shekhin was the Shekhin on earth? through the parents and the children. Trust that every person, every Jewish person has the shechina on him. Every birth of a baby is more shechina in the world, more presence of Hashem in the world. It's a big thing. How important you are and family members are and parents are and children are. Everyone's urgent and important and to encourage everyone to go in the right way and Direct our own way is is very important. So we're going into Hanukkah. Just remember the spirit, the spirit. We've done this many times. This little introduction. I can say it again. Having the Torah, get excited. Take a deep breath. You have a nice home. Money is hard, but you have some money, and you have clothes. And again, safe streets and safe shoes. And and with go, what goes on in the world is not so pushit. But we have so much, so much. Review, review, chaza, chaza. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Kodesh Baruch Remember, Duncan Abish as much as you can all day. I'm going to serve you, Hashem. And we learned all the time. Torah sets us apart from the nations, gives us good activities to do, healthy activities. Hanukkah is a healthy day. First of all, it's all day of Hodo, Hodo Hashem, to sing to Hashem, to thank Hashem, Hallel, praise Hashem. All this because on Hanukkah time we fought for our Torah, not for our lives. The Greeks would have been plenty fine to let us live but with the Greek myths and the Greek philosophies. They would have been happy as could be. But we fought for our Torah because the Torah gives us the ideology, the strength, the, to do to mitzvahs, to realize the reality of existence, that we live forever. This Olam Abba, every act is forever and ever living in Hashem, with Hashem all the time. So excitement, and it causes us to abstain from certain things. We get clued in, clicked in, involved in a happy Torah life. We avoid a lot of things we should avoid. And that whole idea of life also is with us ourselves to find the inner comfort, the inner <clears throat> happiness, which means constant progress, constant progress. Most husbands and wives, they say, fathers and mothers are, should feel very, very good about themselves. I'm working, I'm doing everything for what is Hashem and for the family and children for the parents, parents and children, children in school, working, learning, everyone doing what they have to do. And of course, we work on doing better, better, better. But look at yourself. I'm a somebody. I'm a somebody. I got to work harder. Every time you feel a little bad, it's not because you're wrong or you something wrong with you. You want to do better. You want to do better. And again, 
the dignity. The dignity we all have, where we dress, where we walk, when we talk. Very, very important. Very important. The dignity among us. And also, we don't waste. We try to waste food, waste clothes, waste plastic cups. We try to do so much to try to save. Not to waste materials on the planet Earth. We try to save. We try to be frugal. We learned that from Bacchavavina. We went back for the the cups, same thing. And health and safety, health and safety, health and safety. Hanukkah, safety. So important Hanukkah time. Fire, fire. We said, <clears throat> be extra careful. And all the halacha too. All the halachas deal. And malacha Shabbos, everything deals with safety, safety, safety. Someone's very sick, drive that car. If there's fire, put it out. I mean... I'm going extreme here, but you have to know the halacha. But the point of the matter is safety. It's time, please don't leave your children in the room alone at any time, at any time with the candles lit. Or the oil and candles, wicks lit. Be very, very careful. We don't want another story this yontif. No more stories of anything happening with the candles. And the Hanukkah lit. And with that, there'll be some driving too. People go to this one and visit this one. Be careful you're driving. Be careful you're walking. Be careful. There's going to be a lot of action going on in the streets. And the, car, and the cars, they're bigger than us. And watch out for the cars. Of course, you have to watch yourself, but watch out for the cars. Extra cautious. The next weeks now with that and shopping and the other so-called holidays around us, it's going to be a time of booming business and also a time of booming tension it's a lot of tension I remember I taught public school this time of the year with so much tension because unfortunately people didn't have any money I had to think about how to get money to buy gifts beyond their means I remember the students there they were really stressed out I got $400 this $300 this and they didn't have any money I don't know how they did it but it's stressful time among us, around us, the stress, tension going on big time. And when it's in the air, it goes down and filters to us too a little bit. So let's try to, again, step back and think about the Hanukkah spirit. Think about the Hodo Hashem. Hodos for Halel. Think about it. Think about it. And you're doing this. If you don't get the, the gift you want, you don't get the gift you want to give. Think, think, think. Positive, constructive, the happiness of everything we have. And also it gives us a clear mind. Tell everyone, listen to Miller as much as possible. Tapes, CDs, MP3, just listen. Your mind will become clearer and clearer. We have our, brain, our mind is being brainwashed. <clears throat> Be brainwashed by the world, which is total destruction. Brainwashed by ourselves, our grinding... We grind ideas over and over again, and that's also could be detrimental unless you're thinking correctly. Remember, was once asked a question: Is there such a thing as thinking too much? And the Rav said, "No, if you think, have above us the right thoughts." But unfortunately, we grind our minds. The Rav said, sort of one of the causes of mental instability has to do with we grind our minds over and over and over again. So the third avenue is Torah, 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 as much as possible, filling your mind. Miller's clearness of mind of every 
of everything, every aspect of life. Just clear your mind, clear your mind. Then you'll see you'll put it into your own life and you'll be your own self to create your own Hidushim, your own novel ideas. And it keeps us happy, happily occupied. We have Shabbos and Yantav and Shabbos and Yantav and sometimes Brism and anniversaries and and Chasanas and there's so much and then Hanukkah and Purim and there's so much. So much to give us that peace of mind in the midst of the crunch. And home, the home, the bias, shalom bias, shalom. We always talk about shalom bias. We'll talk about that today again, too. Keep the shalom b'neim. Anything possible. Keep the shalom b'neim. So many techniques you can use by being, keeping quiet and encouraging and really work as a full-time job home for everybody. To make a home work, has to be everybody involved. <clears throat> Everyone should know they're all important in the home. We have a home. Don't think about breaking up that home. We have a home. Most of the time it's because our own frailties and disenchantment and misconception of what marriage is and family life is. In the old days it was hard too. They had no food, no money. We have to sometimes stick it out. Be strong. You'll see. You save yourself. You save your family. You save everyone. And this causes us also to respect the good. You should get happy. We have that solo. We have all these organizations. All good. Again, so many good people around us. Look at it. Get excited about it. Compliment it. And the bad, the evil, just stay away. And you can machine them every day we say. You can... Unfortunately, I mean, well, fortunately, I'm telling them the evil has to go away. It's the rot. Go the other way. Walk the other block. Walk the other street. You're allowed to feel. And try to be mindful of the Creator all the time. Remember, let Hashem enter your life. Walk and start thinking of your eyes, your legs, and all the things we spoke about. And then He'll fill your life more. Hashem will be here, there, and you'll see in every aspect you think you want something you'll think of something you'll open up a book and you'll see the right idea or something will happen get in tune eventually you'll be in Hashem in Hashem and everything you do will be a forever deal <clears throat> so introduction to Hanukkah to get up to spirit so today I heard <clears throat> Shabbos Seva Kodorish David if I explain it Incorrectly, it's me. So it mentioned about Yosef Asadik, <clears throat> very famous, always combed his hair. Put his hair, the pompadour they called it, the trup, whatever you want to call it. And he seemed like he was making himself look good. And that's one of the reasons, and that and the, the colored coat, and that with the, the dreams and everything else made the brothers a little jealous and... Rightfully so, whatever it was, maybe not rightfully so, whatever it is, end up getting castigated for such an act. What was going on with this combing of the hair? <clears throat> well, from little, Yaakov knew Yosef was going to save the people. Knew he was going to be the major leader. One of the, uh, one of the sons, but he knew he would be big. So from little... And Yaakov himself being astute, emist, and handsome, and they looked alike too. So 
Yaakov giving him this understanding how special he was, <clears throat> he was dressing the part. So in those days, to put a little, little comb one's hair up was a little bit of a prince. Not doing it so much, I'm a big shot, but doing it, I'm the son of a king, I'm a son of Yaakov. And I'm I'm trying to play the part. I'm gonna I'm 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 building up. I'm gonna be next Rosh Hashiva, so called. And so this hairdo was part of the program. And you can see that whatever the father wanted, the bond was there. And it's even later the bond when <clears throat> Joseph told the dreams. Every detail he told, especially everyone bowing down to him. And Yaakov got upset. How could you do this? It's going to cause Sina, hatred among the brothers, among everybody here. But Yosef would be an MS. He was telling straight. And his same Yaakov was always straight MS. He was only copying the Papa. The bond was there. And the time went along. <clears throat> eventually with Botifar's wife and the big, big test of all time. So he says that the hairdo, all this stuff, all of a sudden the bond for the father was getting loose. person goes into the White House. You have a big furry yarmulke, big furry everything. After a little while, you look nice and you're dressing a little differently or your mindset is a little different. People go to work, the same thing. Fancy dancy, and all of a sudden the coming of the hair would might have been the same, but now it was not so much connected to the father, getting a little bit, little bit so called into himself, and looking nice, following a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of the nations. So the Sutton, Gorbogo sent the Sutton to give a big whack. <clears throat> but he's his wife. The temptation was unbelievable. And yet, what happened? Yosef saw the vision of Yaakov. That was a key. Tarish David, now he saw the vision that built back the bond again. He realized he was straying away. You hear? Tremendous insight. I never saw this before, and I've saw a lot of things before, but incredible now now he was getting back now he realized my bond with my father has to come back again and he said strong back to the emmas back to everything he had to do he ran away and eventually you see became the leader but the test was in that area and then realizing he's a ben yakov realizing now my father and the bond so that <clears throat> saved him he went back to the bond. He mentioned this concerning the same time as the Rebbe and a parent today, a mentor. But the parent influence on a child, we have, it's incredible. So a little bit to our terms today, that idea. I mentioned it to someone and he said to me, a parent came to him on parent-teacher night, Rebbe night, and Rebbe was saying all the good, I guess, but all the difficulties. He does this, this, this. And the father was so calm, so calm. And the Rebbe said, why, why is the father, why are you so calm? He goes, it sounds like me when I was little. 
the children are going to follow the parents. It's a very, very big thing. The parents, who you are, what you are. Seen family sometimes, the, the father says, oh, my son's running the Yamagi, getting smaller, low study. But maybe he looks at his own dress. Maybe he'll look at his own way he holds himself. Just throwing it out. Might be a little bit with the times too. So the child will get maybe an attitude like that from the father. But the way he handles it, maybe the father's older. So he's in experience, experience, he's in the world, so he'll know when, where, how to do and how far to go, maybe. But the child doesn't know, only knows that. So he might start doing things. Our father was very chumra. No, father very chumra. Every Shabbos table, there were 12 candles, 12 loaves of bread. It was a whole big gedula. And all of a sudden, the children, one son started having certain fancy, dancy issues. Unique things he do he did were, were not done by almost everybody. Oh, could be. Chumra here, chumra here. Our family, the lady was very, a chesedic lady, kind, runs around all over. So all of a sudden, the children would always run around all over. But sometimes homework was put aside. And sometimes helping in the home was put aside. So the parent looking, what are you doing? You're running here, you're running here, you don't help at home. And always big arguments, but wait a second. Look at oneself. But maybe you know the boundaries of chesed. And another home was always emphasized by the mother. Chesed starts at home. And the father was the one running around doing chesed. So at least they had that balance. So parents have to look at themselves and at their mates. And sometimes, really, you can't change yourself so much and you can't change your mate. But at least to have in mind have a wife who's finicky. So, therefore, the children can respond by being finicky in every area, and that could cause trouble because all of a sudden he comes to his room and his bed is not made, the other brother jumped in and messed it up. It's like a big war because the parent knows a little bit sometimes how to deal with the finickiness, okay? Okay, it's going to get messed up in a while. Even that, unfortunately, adults have something with big children, at least when you're older, maybe you have a chance to you say he'll experience how things work. But a child, he's going to follow. It's going to follow. So a father, in such a case, if you have a case where the wife's finicky, so the father has to look. He changed his wife. Not going to happen. But him making speeches to her, pretty 99% won't work and only cause more tension. But maybe he sees the finickiness, and so he helps out. He sees the children and says, you know, let's let's work together. Mommy likes it this way. So the children get the idea, this is mommy's way, and there's certain things, how to deal with it, and they see how to follow the deal. So they themselves could grow up a little, at least knowing the picture, and maybe not being as finicky themselves because they see the cause. They see the father's positive reaction. So it's an incredible thing. The, the story of Yosef Asadik, 
you see that he was doing with the father. But with the MS, the dreams, he's told straight, and the father didn't like that. And with the dress, too. But he did with a bond. It's crucial for all of us to realize everything we say we do. How the mother dresses will have an influence. She dresses a little different. It could be, I don't know, not sneers, more sneers, less sneers, different levels. Whatever it is, it's going to have influence how the children react. And it could be sometimes the children react negative. And I will get to a little bit, talk about that a little bit. So let's see. Let's approach a little bit this idea. We'll call it this time the Ten Commandments or Ten Ideas of sorry, Parenting. Now, I'm no one to talk. Usually I had a parent-teacher night at my school. I'm a, I'm a teacher. I saw you know, 60 parents at least. And so many good children came out of these parents. I'm looking. I told many of them, you should write the book. So we're talking together now. Talking to many experts out there, many people trying so hard. And so much is, like mentioned last week, is Siyata Dishmaya. It's getting help from Hashem and how to act. It'd be very earnest and sincere. That soon as a person gets excited and dismisses Hashem, maybe there's some guy, but I mentioned last week where I'm sure I mentioned the fight with the, the Malach of Esau and Yaakov. And the fight, and finally... Seems like Yaakov won. And then the Malach Esau gives him the name. Gives him the name, he says, Yisrael, you are Yisrael. The way it was said, certain Lash Bayomar, I'm sure I mentioned, that meant, you're great, you're super, you're outstanding, you're Yisrael, you beat everybody, you're the greatest of greats. So expecting to get out of Yaakov, a little bit of Gaiva. Yeah, wow. A little bit. A little bit of Gaiva. Then, and Yaakov known, of course, for being humble, Ekev. So then, the days of Malak would have retaliated and won. But he didn't have any bit of Gaiva. So Ram continued and was talking a little bit to a certain Rav who doesn't take anything from anybody. Why? Because any bit of Gaiva, a little bit, I, I'm, you're doing this for me, or I deserve this, a little bit of Gaiva will make a person lose Siyat Ishmael, the help of Hashem. So same in our house too. We have to throw away the gaiva. We have to know when, where, throw away the covet. We have to know when and where you're doing everything for the good of everybody. Because as soon as we have too much gaiva, to which I know and you don't, and anger, and so then we lose siyat Shmaya. So we lose the help of Hashem in creating that home. So must everything we do must be with a cheshben be thought out and be thought even a, a mahalach a general mahalach of how to act so no matter what situation you put into you have at least some techniques or no techniques at least maybe not to react so again 
Everything started with Hanukkah today and everything. Yid has to feel good. You have to try to feel happy that you're a Yid. It's like the honey out of Judaism, out of Torah, out of Hanukkah, out of everyday life, family life. So when you walk in the house, remember the first commandment of marriage was be realistic, expect the unexpected. And probably the first thing of parenting also is be realistic, expect the unexpected. So that's why we mentioned before you walk in, you mentioned have a little donut, something to relax. The women maybe before the children come home also to set the mindset, set the mindset. Maybe a little bite too, a little rest, whatever it takes to, from the morning wake up to the afternoon coming home, to the homework, to the sleep, a little bit of preparation. A little bit of preparation of first feeling a little numb, coming up to Nefesh, feel, don't say, I'm not going to react. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to be calm. No, I'm not going to feel. I'm going to watch what's going on. I know pretty much what's going to happen anyway, even though unexpected, really expected many times. I mentioned last week also the husband and wife being on the same page from the morning. I'm going to speak to Abba about it. The Abba that, oh, you woke up so nice. would be the Abba that you'd, what would your brother getting up? And the homework and the sleep. Husband and wife, same page. Otherwise, even the techniques might be different. So don't argue over the techniques so much. You can give each other some suggestion, but that's not the issue. Is that you're on the same page. You're on the same page. You follow the great things they do and you follow the things they shouldn't do. So you have that togetherness and you come in with a little numb. I'm not going to get and not react. I'm not going to feel. I'm just going to try to be stoic and then see how the situation goes and go from there. I go with a love. I go with an attitude. go in a positive, constructive attitude and actions. So one who walks in the house <clears throat> is unexpected. Almost every day is unexpected. Husband and wife too, and especially mother comes, children come home, always something. You're ready for this, and the kid does this, and all of a sudden you're doing this, and he's lady ran, one runs off, we can't find him. There's so many things all the time to keep a positive, a nefesh, a calmness of mind is hard. So, Haber used to say, Went to a sweater factory once, and it was sweater, and it was wool all over, all really, really mess. And he said to the owner, "Wow, what a mess!" The owner said, "Business is booming." So that's the first unexpected. Business is going to be booming in a home, and it could be a mess. And sometimes even when you just get married, not too many people around, no one around yet, still. Expect the unexpected. Business boom is a different life with a mate, different life with children. And a child too coming in has to also understand that business is booming, things are happening. And so many differences between homes. What if there's only one child? So then might be quieter, but then a lot is expected from that child sometimes, and it's a lot sometimes expects a lot from the parents. There's a whole this, this old thing going on, so you have to be ready for the extra pampering or whatever is necessary. 
and there's a group of a lot of children, everyone has to know it's going to be bouncing around, bouncing children to us. And I'm not going to get my way right away. It's not going to be easy. Yeah, I'll get mommy and Abba when, when everything's quiet. There's a lot. So you come in, business is booming. So we said first, try to come in a certain calm, positive, constructive Judaism suite. And the calm attitude, but also routines. The second commandment that we're going to speak about, keep routines with the unexpected. The unexpected really is the <clears throat> coming in with a good spirit, the million dollar check on the tables, the million dollar, the million dollar, I'm going to be calm, I'm going to be the king. King means I'm going to hear the cry, I'm going to hear the yell, and my job is to try to calm things down and help everyone and do anything for everybody. And the wife too, the million dollar checks are on the table all the time. That's her own sleep, her own, you know, for example, when you, if you fast, you're a little uneasy. If you don't sleep, you're a little uneasy. That's also going to add to the parents' agitation. And the kids' agitation, too, if they're not sleeping enough. So with the unexpected and trying to come in with a certain attitude, which helps, the second thing with that is keep routines. From the morning routines. From the afternoon routines, they come home from school, they might be a little jumpy. They might have to run around first. They might need a little something to eat first. Maybe you want to do the homework before. You have to, it's all cheshman, to think how and how and how and talk it over, both of you. The best way to work it out. But it's a routine. They come home, it's good. I know for a father, when he comes home, he has to think when he's walking down the block, what am I going to do with each child today? If they're married, you can call them up too. On the way home, Chaim's going to need a little wrestle. Sarah, a little rub down. And Chaya, a little walk. And Soli, a little talk. Whatever it is, think about each child. Think about what you're going to do. A routine. With each child, what you're going to do. It really helps a lot. Today is very hard. Even the best children, so many stimuli, and I'm not happy, and that, and a lot of routine discussions, and get a yell, and I've heard family a yell, and it's, that's abuse, the kid says. Where do you get this from? This is like to yell loud? So we're in a really difficult situation with the world at large and the influences. But to keep the routines. The father can come and keep routines with each child. The first routine, of course, is say hello, big hello to the wife. And spend a few minutes standing with her. And her routine should be when he comes in also, if he gets some little watermelon or something, to sit down and take something. And maybe the children want to eat with him a little bit. He should relax. Maybe she should relax at the time. If they can, figure out the timing. But he has to come home. Maybe she needs a little relaxation. He goes and does the homework. Whatever it is. Can't be when he comes in and he's totally out of, uh, he's totally, totally clueless. She just put the little one to bed. He comes in 
So as he comes in, he goes into the room. I have to say hello to them. And all of a sudden he wakes them all up and they all come out sitting with him on the couch and he thinks he's the big hero. Look how I get along with everybody. And she's fuming already. And then he has a yell, what do you want from me? It's, uh, no, 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 no. Get involved with the program. She put him to bed. You can blow him a kiss from outside and wait till late at night when they rarely, they're really, really sleeping. And then you can look and gain pleasure from them. But to keep routines each day with each one. After a while, you know, clients will be jumpy. This one's going to say this. This one's going to say, I want this. And <clears throat> with each child, it's crucial. You should have time. It's just interesting. There are the kufas and times they need extra. You know, my father was telling me, his daughter started high school. He's having more chavrusa tonight. He cut a lot of it at night. So she'd be his chavrusa. And he saw a time she had a test coming. And he wanted to help, and anything he did wasn't good enough. But sometimes it was good enough. But he sat by sitting with her for an hour, not opening up a safer, but sitting with her, concentrating on sitting with her. Maybe he's reading it over with her. She'd read it over to him. The calmness that came into this girl. And he told me, I didn't do anything magical. I didn't read any psychology books. So we're talking because a father, when he's with his children, there's a security. He plays his cards right, and he thinks hard, and he works on his meters very hard. His time with his children, he will that will be that security for them. The instability they're going to gain. And with that, like Red Brock said, if he could be a real listener, real listener, real listener, this child is hard for all of us. They, they ask us something, right away we give them answers. I'm at fault too. So give them answers right away. You, you show them you're not listening to someone. Obviously, you don't really understand. You always say that. So it could be you have to listen it out. I told you the story. I brag many times. It was a bacha in Chaim Malin. It was Chaim Malin. It was another yeshiva. It was like mostly twenty something, yeah, thirty years ago. The buckle came in, was a little jumpy. But he had a little gadget, had gadget playing a little music, whatever it is. And when he told me to Rabbi Rock, couldn't sleep. And he said, Rabbi, can't sleep, can't learn. Every time I tell him to put it away or please, please lower it, he throws something at me. So Rabbi said, next time he throws something, pick it up, put it in its place, and give him a hug. Rabbi, did Rabbi hear what I said? Yeah, pick it up, put it in its place, give him a hug. I'll be a schlepper, I'll be uh, like a mat. Pick it up, put it in his place, and give him a hug. And he did it, and it worked. He didn't, he didn't get the fact, but it worked. And both strived and did well. And then later on in his life, this Bachar, he we used to ask the questions to Rebbe. Rebbe, I don't understand. But now he tried to understand. And then he had a little boy coming home from Yeshiva. And the boy came in, and went, what the father said, he said, no, nah, but you don't listen to me. And he was... He got a crayon, started drawing on the walls. He put to his room and threatened, and nothing worked. At the end of the day, when the boy was going to bed, ah, ah, my Rebbe screamed at me today. So now we knew he really wasn't listening to his son. <laughs> Between the lines, something's bothering his son. It's like someone's bothering his bucker at the yeshiva. To react right away, don't worry. How you, what are you doing this for? It's a hug. 
Father Earth, I'm to give him a hug and chaim, chaim, what's the matter? What's the matter? I don't if he said, I don't want to tell you, nothing happened, nothing happened. I'm going to hug you, I'm going to hug you. He takes a walk for ice cream. To calm it down, to calm it down. The thing is with the routines of the day when you walk in the house and when you're in the house, the listening, it's hard for mother. She's listening to one thing, two things, three things, and the baby crying in her lap. It's a hardest job in the world. But again, if we have routines and each child feels that Abba's giving him time, Tati's giving him time, Mommy's giving him time, it's a, it's a big thing. Big thing. A third aspect of the commandments is make peace as soon as possible. Because sometimes there's chutzpah. Sometimes there's rebellion. And the parent has to be one, the peacemaker. Well, the other children will see, and you have to see how to do it. It's, this, is a, this is very hard. But to try to make peace as soon as possible. You see children fighting. You go in there trying not to blame one or the other and take them apart. The father is the peacemaker. He's the king. And to save the day. Comes in and sees an argument. How can I help? What happened? Oh, he took this. I took this. Whatever you can. It's not easy. You're not the professional uh, referee, but uh, you learn. Your wife learned. <clears throat> So to make peace as soon as possible from the parent. <clears throat> the parent sees himself sometimes losing it. So the idea of the family, when you see controversy, you say, I'm, I'm sorry this is happening. Why should this be happening? And with the child, if he says something he shouldn't say. Again, peace as soon as possible. Make peace. Listen. Maybe take the tit for a walk. There's stories I remember years ago where Miller, certain people came over and had children a little bit off. Well, going a little so-called off the derech. And my little understanding, the rub was just keep giving them kisses. Don't have these philosophical arguments. Going back to the but with Yosef, it could be their father and mother doing your actions, your living, your strictness, your way. Look at yourself. Look a little bit, and maybe he might taking you, maybe taking your way to extreme. But the was very, very strong in keeping the house open, the doors open, and to listen. Maybe it was a good idea for the parents to ask advice. But keep that door open. They come in, okay, they're dressing a little differently now. They're acting a little differently now. Of course, sometimes it gets very severe. It could, if there's a drug or something involved, so then you have to protect the other children, of course. But there's there's a long way to get there, to get to there. I mentioned a story once. I got a call from a grandma. <clears throat> the grandma said to me, I want you to call my son. His two, his two first children are, are really off. Off the derech, off. No, off the derech is a really general idea too. We're all a little off sometimes. <laughs> so let's not take it a clow. So anyway, wanted me to speak to the husband, uh, his, uh, her son. So he said, you have a family of eight. 
The first two, I was so, I'd come home. Anything they do, I would be strict with them, telling them what they had to do, how they had to do it. If they were good, I, I, let, I didn't say anything. <clears throat> they were good, but as soon as they did something off base, they heard from me. <clears throat> Those are the first two. And then the third and fourth and the other children said that turned out good because someone finally gave me the advice of all of the routine, of the chizuk, of the encouragement, noticing what the things they do good, giving them the time. And the next children came out, Baruch Hashem, very nice. We can't overreact because children are children, teenagers are teenagers. So, you know, they talk back and things like that. Be careful, but there's, there's uh, definitely something about teenagers talking. So anyway, he told me, to, what am I going to do with the old ones? So we mentioned ways to bring them back a little bit. They're not in the house, you can write them a note. And different aspect to try to open up your house to them again. But it's a crucial thing. Making peace means you really have to listen. Have to be in tune. Why, where, how, what's going on. You know, your son just passed, failed the test. You know, your daughter has a big test coming up the next day and she's agitated. A lot of the children don't realize it's happening and the siblings definitely don't get it. <clears throat> but you as a parent to look into, but to make peace as soon as possible. If son says something he shouldn't say, daughter says something she shouldn't say, you can react or not react. And later on, take them outside a little bit, talk to them, sweeter, what's the matter, and then talk. Maybe you said something you shouldn't have said too. It happens a few more times. You see it's affecting the family. Everybody else wants to talk back. So then it has to be stopped. Even the stoppage is how, where, etc. Miller once taught, mentioned to me about a patch. That patch today is um, unheard of. They call it abuse today. Even that, the idea of a patch, personally, I didn't really do too many. But once mentioned how to do it, you know, you after your child has said something a hundred times, and after your child, and, and you're trying and you're giving, and we'll soak the next step about being loyal and giving encouragement to your child. But how, after a certain amount of time, and you looked into, and but certain things there, you have to know there's a line. To bring your child upstairs, tell him he's a sadik, the action is called for. Tell him you give him patch, a patch maybe five, instead of give him two. So it looks justice, and afterwards call him a sadik again. Don't walk down a step, you do it again, it's gone. No father did that, did that. A little scared because today's day and age, and children running away, and he did it. Child afterwards, when the father went away, child came over and was getting closer, wanted to know this father still accepted him. And it went back to normal. So it's important. Making peace could be in many different ways. We want to be first listening. Even before the routines have to be constructive. And we can jump right now to the fifth, maybe we'll go back to fourth after, of loyalty. <clears throat> loyalty to your mate, the Reb said, was tell my wife's the best cook, my husband's the best cousin. I mean, constantly build that child, build that person up. Same thing with children. Today's day and age, Dibri Chizik Be'emes is crucial. 
So you see your son reading on the couch. Wow, Chaim, you read so nicely, like, like a little man. You see your daughter picking up the toys. Sarala, wow. Every little thing, every little thing, five, ten times a day. You can do it to your wife and husband too, which I recommend very highly. Let me way of the house. The compliment, chizuk on things everyone's doing. Emistic, positive. I know a story. A certain uh, man had a daughter, 15, and she started like hanging out with certain girls. All of a sudden she was not bad. There was roller skating, different activities the father wasn't really into too much. And to address directly, he saw what they do, what about me? So he started a program of his loyalty. Loyalty to children means you give them the chizuk on all the good things they do. And he went strong. Even one day he took off for work for a little while, rode by when his daughter was playing in the playground over there. And nicely called her over and I think spoke to the supervisor before and was able to take her out a little bit for, for an ice cream. Wow. <laughs> his daughter was flying. Relationship changed. If you're going to say anything to his son or daughter, don't do, don't do this. It should be complimented by at least 10, 20 times encouragement. It has to be directed. But first, there must be a lot of encouragement beforehand. Chizuk, chizuk, chizuk. Think of your child. If he's learning, give him chizuk. If she's doing homework, give him chizuk. Don't have to wait for her to help the mommy. Oh, see, now you're helping mommy to serve and this and that. That's also a lot of automatic thank yous and so that are very open. But the one is not so open. Chizuk pe'emes. Don't miss the beat after a while with your wife and your husband will be the same. You won't miss the beat that she did the laundry. You won't miss the beat that she thought of a good idea. You won't miss the beat that the father did the dishes. Whatever it is, and it won't, you won't miss the beat with the children. Every little bit good thing they do. They come home right away, do their homework, jump for joy, give an extra ice cream even. Think, think, think. And all of a sudden, the, the loyal aspect of loyalty to your children's greatness, you'll see. I'm making different different child different child and even in times of despair again there's so much you can do before it gets the time of despair we just mentioned time of despair so you don't say get out of my get out of the house though you don't say there's a long way till we get to even near that but I'm talking now about a lot of encouragement <clears throat> and with that also is we mentioned many times you said a little bit let pa mean words pass by if your child says something you shouldn't say it's hard if you can say Chaim we don't talk like that here fine but you have to then talk to him later again and again and again in a positive what, what bothers you oh this happened today oh I hear so again so I read Brag to be able to listen, 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 listen between the lines. So don't let mean words pass. Something we're thinking to hold. 
all the other children are going to see. You can be in a rabbi in a classroom, teacher in a classroom, vice versa, in many different situations. And even the, so, we're going to be very, very careful. Sometimes the teacher, rabbi, parents is a mean word. The child for somehow to let it go by, that's also. And the commandment with that is do not say mean words. You mad at your child, just don't lash out. It's the worst, the worst thing. You just cut down, you just rip the part. We mentioned <clears throat> the other week, running a safer. Pastor Bunos, and it said, interesting how Shem taught us how to do when Adam was in Ghanaian and living and the Malachim were feeding him the highest level of all time. And the Chet, Chet had Adam went to the bottom. So what did Shem do? Could have just said, stay in the bottom. Like, lashed out, lashed out, let him lay there and walked away. Or could have just picked him right away. Okay, that's enough. Go back to Ghanaian again. Instead, what Kodesh Baruch will do? Make him work, work, work. To appreciate the work, and then he can get to the level through work. That would last longer now. And the work would not only work physically, but spiritually. In Torah, in Torah, in Torah. It's what he arouses in Torah. It's a model for us. Don't say mean words to your children. Don't lash. Don't lash. It's dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Chodesh Baruch is a, giving us the lesson. Didn't lash at other Marisha. I gave him a way to build up to get back. That takes the listening and the private conversation and the davening. See, if you're sincere also, to say, like we said, who's your gaiver and anger comes in? Forget about it. Shem will give you siyat, the right thoughts, the right ideas. And of course, everyone needs, it's like you need a mentor, a Rebbe for marriage, you the same for bringing up children. And to another, is again, we mentioned how you are, is that a children or how you dress. Don't dress slovenly, just nicely. It's hard sometimes, a long day at work, long day at home. How you work, not fancy, not dancy, but straight, nice. It's going to have an effect. This is how your family's going to grow up. Kid gets a little fancier because it's of the times. So you have to know how to do. Very interesting. Could be the mother's like extra, extra strict, so the daughter might be extra, extra cool. Lean it. I mean, you have to, everything is played out. If she's extreme here, he might, she might be extreme in another way. We don't know. We have to think out loud why the child is doing certain things. Dress. <clears throat> so right now we learned some hopefully some ideas of or commandments of marriage we learned but the commandments of parenting a little bit some ideas that right now <clears throat> we're going to Hanukkah again the sweetness suck out the honey in Judaism in Torah Torah is what the Candles went on again for eight days because the Shekhinah, Hashem was with us. Hashem is with everybody, everyone listening. And with that, we want to be, want to be a time of growth with your mate and with your children, with your children, with your children, with your children. Constant chizah, constant positive routine, constant listening, and on and on.
say Shem Shem Plesis, with a fair little Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah, Shabbos Locha Rabba and everything. Rokas Nagashmi has been seeing Grape is 718-339-6020. And <clears throat> the text, 347-927-8398. Live on the phone, use 712-432-421. 4217 and Then we have a little, little book called Diamond Polishing on, on marriage. You can add some videos and some old talks. You could always email and get it from the station. And we should all have a slocha, a siyat and a slocha, and everything we do. <laughs>